This is Minister Anthony Bonner of Truth Turnup Ministries coming to you live today on the podcast, sharing a message entitled Truth Over Tradition. Truth Over Tradition. We live in a time right now during this uprising, during this time of great upheaval, during this time of great unrest, during this time of great awakening, during this time of this great shakening, which has been divinely ordained from God to allow us to see things through the proper lens, it being the year 2020, which we know 2020 vision is considered perfect vision, clear vision, excellent vision. This is a year of excellent vision of seeing not so excellent things, but being able to clearly see them things that we have that we have been too busy to really notice because of the chase to put food on the table for the chase to fulfill our selfish ambitions to climb the ladder of success that we've not had time to fulfill the great commandments of God that he's commissioned in our lives. That's for the saved as well as the unsaved. So now what God is doing is he's allowing us to see things as they really are, black, white, Mexican, Hispanic, uh, 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 Greek, Italian, African, Iranian, uh, Jewish, Hebrew, it does not matter. All around the world, the cry is the same. Everyone is hitching their wagon to the same horses, the horses of injustice, the horse to, 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 to create more economic uh, uh, equality, the horse to tear down the evil, to marginalize, to destroy, or even strip people of their God-given right and uh, 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 opportunity to prosper, to rise, to be all that they can be, to fulfill their uh, potential. So we want to look at uh, what God is telling us in this season That are you going to choose truth or are you going to choose tradition? There is a scripture in the Bible and it is in the book of Mark. And I believe it is Mark. Let me think clearly here. Holy Spirit, give me help. Mark chapter 7 verse 13 and the scripture simply says, Making the word of God of none effect through your traditions, which you have delivered, and many such like things do ye. Do you get that? Making the word of God of none effect, meaning stripping it of its power, its supernatural power, misleading people to think that he's a God of yesterday only, not of today and forevermore, making people believe that miracles are no longer the portion of the people that abide in God and who surrender their lives to him, that God will fight all of your battles, deal with all of your enemies, that God will make your way prosperous, that promotion comes from God, that protection comes from God, that peace comes from God, but it all stems from the measure you allow God to participate in your life. If you give him 50%, then you can expect 50% of the things that were just forementioned. If you give him 75%, it's the same thing. Until you grow to the point and you allow the wisdom of God to saturate you and swipe out, eliminate all of the natural knowledge you retain from kindergarten all the way up through your highest degree of education, whether that's a high school diploma, a GED, a bachelor's degree, or a postgraduate degree. It all has to go. It all is worth nothing in the kingdom of God. That's why the Bible says that be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind transformation Philippians 2 and 15 let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus Christ Jesus had no affiliation with any of the world's system yes he had a natural mom and dad his dad was a carpenter by profession and he did grow up learning the skill of being a carpenter 
But we see when he got to the age of 30, he was about his father's business. He did not build another table. He did not sculpt another door. He did not build another shelf. It was all supernatural business for three and a half years. This is the same calling on the life of those who will be Jesus Christ's disciples. You may have been a postman. You may have been a businessman. You may have been a professional athlete. You may have been a great singer and had great acclaim, a lot of awards. People may yell your name from the highest rafters. You may have sold uh, um, albums and gone gold after gold and platinum and everything else. You may have your jersey retired and be in the Hall of Fame. When you come to Jesus Christ, you are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. What is my purpose now? Jesus told the first two disciples and the two that came after. He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I am a fisher of men now. I am no longer a professional athlete. I am a former professional athlete, speaking of myself. But that is who I was. The Bible says, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forth to those things that are before. I still use the platform, even though I don't live the life. And I won't be sucked back into the life where people try and get you to sit on the bench or to be a scout or to do other things. And they'll say, well, it's a good thing. You can still witness to people. True, but it's not the greatest thing. The greatest thing is to fully surrender, to be all in with God, to be all his, to be an example that it is true, that it is possible that a man can deny himself with the help and with the anointing of the Holy Ghost for God to order your steps and send you to and fro throughout the land to perform the great commission, to feed his sheep, to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy strength and with all thy soul, and to love thy neighbor as thy love thyself. This is a supernatural equipping. Me voting in new leaders is not going to do that. Voting is good, but there's something greater than voting. Being established in Jesus Christ, hearing his voice, because even after I vote him in, all leadership is established and ordained by God. God said, pray for leadership. I still have to pray that God will touch their hearts, touch their minds, order their steps, because they're far from God. We know God can do it because he did it with Pharaoh. He did it with Nebuchadnezzar. He did it with Ahab and Jezebel. Hallelujah. God is all powerful. He's sovereign. None can sway his hand. But the people of God have lost. We're stuck in the traditions of men. The traditions of men are about men. It's about furthering their kingdom, advancing their bank account, stretching their notoriety, their power. And people are so blinded because the God of this world have blinded them from the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God. At least it should shine on them, the Bible says. If this gospel be hid from you, it is hid from those that are lost. Jesus never came to have a religion. Jesus came to have a relationship. Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. God wants you to prosper. The blood of Jesus is prosperity. His death took you out of death into life. It took you from unrighteousness into righteousness. It took you from being powerless into powerful. It took you from being the, 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 the borrower to the lender. It took you from being the tail to the head. But are your eyes clearly open? Are you being only hearers of the word and not doers? Do you study to show yourself approved so that you can rightly divide the word of truth so you can apply it to your life? God has given it to you for you to be transformed, not for you to elevate yourself to think you got to go teach other people something that you don't even live yourself. That's called being a hypocrite. 
We have too many hypocrites in the world who know the word, but they don't have the testimony and the experience of the word. So people can see through that, that you're an actor, you have a character. It's your job to become the gospel, not simply to share the gospel. I'm to live this life so that I can get the mote out of my own eyes so that I can see clearly so that when God sends me unto one of my brothers or my sisters who need a fresh drink of living water, who needs a jump off of my battery, who needs their mind to be calmed down and their heart to be nurtured and carefully cared for, that prayerfully something God has done in my life will touch their life and then I can lead them to he who is life. I'm not leading them to a church. I'm not leading them to my pastor. I'm not leading them to a denomination. I'm leading them to Christ Jesus to get them deeperly or deeper into a committed relationship with him so that God can begin to speak to them. He can begin to inhabit them. He can begin to teach them and alert them to the tactics of the enemy in 2 Corinthians 2 and 11 when he said, least Satan should get advantage of us and we're not ignorant of his devices. We are ignorant of the way the devil moves when God has put everything in the book. But we can't get to the book because we're worried about taking care of ourselves we're worried about the car note, the mortgage, the kids' tuition, our closet, the fashion, being in the in crowd. But when I come to Christ Jesus, I've been I've been sanctified, I've been separated, I've been set aside. I'm no longer part of the multitudes. You see, I've been bought with a price and I realize my life is no longer my own. I've escaped tradition and now I'm seeking truth because God is forming me. He's elevating me. He's making me something other than worldly. He's making me his jewel like the diamond that's taken out of the deepest cavern of the cave. When it comes out, it's dark. It doesn't look like a diamond. It looks like a rock, uh, a worthless rock. But God begins to shape that rock. He gets it to the miner or to the, gem the gemologist who's a professional at taking away the scraps of taking away the worthless parts. And it goes through a process of unknown time till it's refined and you get down to the very finest parts of that diamond which have been hidden because a man who's ignorant of that diamond will walk right by it. But a man who has a testimony of what that dirty rock looks like in its original state gets excited because he knows what it's going to look like in its final state, in its restored state. It's going to be worth much value. It's like the old saying that the grandmother said who had the granddaughter over and they were making a cake and the grandmother is making the cake. She put all the ingredients in it. The oven is hot. She greased the pan. She put the cake in the pan and she stirred it up and the whole time the young granddaughter is asking questions about the cake. How do you know it's going to bake, grandmother? Uh, how do you know it's going to work, grandmother? Grandmother said, you just sit back and watch and see. Sit back and watch and see. And I'm going to show you that it's going to work. So, grandmother... There may be a uh, temporary breakdown in this recording because my phone unfortunately rang, but we want to finish this, so forgive the pause in the recording or any errors. I neglected to turn the phone off. So picking back up, the grandmother's making the cake. She put all the ingredients in the cake. The oven is on. The ingredients are poured into the pan. The cakes are put into the oven on the rack. The young granddaughter stands there 
She admires and stares. Five minutes goes by. Ten minutes goes by. She goes, grandmother, nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. Fifteen minutes go by. She goes, nothing is happening. The granddaughter asks a question and goes, grandma, how do you know it's going to rise? How do you know it's going to rise? The grandmother says, because I put something in it to make it rise. See, it's the same thing with those who are in Christ Jesus. Even though you're in a world that's trying to keep you from rising, that's trying to destroy you, that's trying to distract you, that's trying to strip you of your divine identity and your divinity, which you're ignorant of, you don't even know, because you surrender, you succumb to just the systems of the world, that if I get a degree, that if I vote people in, that if I just try and live right and be a good person, understanding the Bible says there's none good, no, not one, only God. Even Jesus says, why call it thou me good? The Bible says there's no good thing in any one of us. The Bible says our heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? But yet all of us think we're good. And the only good thing you get is when you surrender your life to Jesus Christ and he comes in with the Holy Spirit and he begins to inhabit you and renew your mind and transform you and raise you up so that you realize that it doesn't matter if you were born in the ghetto, in Africa, in New Zealand. It does not matter. The bottom of the hill, the top of the hill. God has put something in you to make you rise. But have you, do you recognize this there? Will you walk the path, the narrow path, so it can be developed, so that it can be protected, then it can be released, and then it can be a blessing to all the other people in the world? Will you break out of tradition and start to abide in truth? This is not about a religion. People want to minimize who Jesus is because they don't serve him, because they've not sat at his feet, because they've not surrendered to him. So the Muslims try and minimize him as just a prophet, but they will exalt a man, Elijah Muhammad. The Mormons do what they do. Uh, all of the other religions do what they do. But you know what? It doesn't matter what anybody else does. The Bible says, let your light so shine that others may see my glory and that you may glorify your Father in heaven. When you're in Christ Jesus, everything about you is well. Your health is well. Your finances is well. Your family is well. Your future is well. Your hope is well. Your joy is well. Your power is well. Your strength. Why? Because I'm in him. And because he's divine. He's seated at the right hand of the throne of the Father. He's interceding on my behalf. All I have to do is remain, remain in his righteousness and not get distracted. Because he already told me in following him, offenses are going to come. People are going to be offended. They're going to lie about me. They're going to talk about me. They're going to persecute me. They're going to call me crazy. They're going to associate me with other Christians who've lived in this generation and other generations who failed, who've missed the mark, who've misrepresented Christ. But that's not my business. My business is I've been given an opportunity since my eyes have been awakened and since my passion is singularly focused on him to do something that even those Christians miss. Does that make me better than them? No, I'm probably worse. But don't put me in the ship with them. I'm like Peter. Lord, if it is thee, Bid me to come. I've gotten out of the boat. I'm walking on the water. But unlike Peter, I'm not looking at the wind. I'm not worried about the state of the waves. I'm keeping my eyes on Jesus. I'm not going to get in doubt. I'm not going to get in fear. I'm not going to shrink when the time comes. I'm not going to be upset when there's no food in the refrigerator. I'm not going to be that mad. I might be disappointed if the car gets repossessed or if we got to move out of the house or there's a temporary break in the relationship or the kids start acting crazy or people cut me off. Yes, I'm human. But what I won't let, let my humanity, my humanity do is strip me from my divinity. I will not, not let the temporary short pain I must experience stop me from getting to the promise. I will not let the creation separate me from my creator. 
Jesus, now I've chosen to abide in truth. Truth, which thus comes forth the name of the ministry. Truth turner, turn the truth up. Because the people need the truth. Because all they're hearing are lies. They're hearing deception. They're hearing alternatives to the truth. They're hearing words, great words in this time we're living in from actors, from entertainers, from politicians, from restaurants, from restauranteurs, and everybody else who they can put on CNN and talk about what the people need. There are two types of people. There are the people who are righteous who are in Christ Jesus. Our plan, our steps have already been ordered. We're simply to follow the blueprint if we want to get to the promised land. Be blessed. Stay safe and protected. I don't need a gun. I'm fully loaded with 66 books in the Bible. And every scripture that's in there is mine. It's in my heart. It's in my head and it's in my hand. And I speak it out of my mouth. So I don't worry about the enemy. He fears me because he knows I know who I am and I know who can defeat him. I can't defeat him. But he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. And I will stand on that because that has been my testimony. So I'm strapped. And then there are the unrighteous. They're still seeking an easier way to avoid the way Christ has led, has laid out for whosoever will. Because then that strips them of their identity, of their power, of their free will to fornicate, to commit adultery, to lie, to stay proud, to keep climbing the ladder of success. To keep boasting on what they've done and look at me and how great I am so they won't surrender not knowing that pride comes before the fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. God hates pride. It's one of the things he hates. Pride means, God, I will not bow down. I know a better way. I'm going to keep doing it my way even though I bump my head and I continue to have something that's empty inside of me. Yet I'm going to continue walking this path simply because I feel it's right. Everybody else is doing it, not understanding. The Bible says, but, 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 seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He didn't say seek a religion. He didn't say seek a role in the world. He said seek the kingdom of God, the divine path, the divine presence, the divine plan that goes unknown from generation to generation. And my righteousness, meaning my right standing, Meaning the new nature I want to give you. Meaning the place of power, the place of prestige, the place of promotion, the place of provision. In my righteousness, I'm a righteous God. Be ye holy as I am holy. I do not tolerate sin. I do not. It cannot abide in my presence. I will not bless it. Yes, my grace is sufficient. So you will get some blessings, but you will never have the fullness of being blessed because you're outside of my will. You're choosing to lose to live in unrighteousness. And he said, after I... Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He said, all these things will be added unto you. Don't try and limit what the things are because you don't understand the great things God has laid up for those that love him. The Bible says, 2 Corinthians, I believe it's 1 and 9, it says, but eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. But he revealed them unto us by the Spirit. For the Spirit searches the deep things of God. But if you're not excited about God and you don't love God, you're not surrendered to God, you keep falling for the okie doke. You keep going in the broad way. You keep going toward death and you think you're walking the path of life. You think you're on the path to peace and you're on the path to being punished, divinely punished. Will it be truth or tradition? Truth turned up. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord challenge you. May you allow the Lord to correct you. And then more importantly, will you allow the Lord to comfort you, to lead you into this great place of victory, 
that you escape all these new ways, these new systems that are about to come forth into the land during this time of unrest and protest. The devil is busy. He's distracting people. He's going to feed their flesh. Yes, people, the devil's going to make some concessions and he's going to give up another smaller piece of the pie. And that will satisfy the people. It will pacify them. They will become quiet until the next catastrophe, until the next uprising. But if they just get back to Jesus, if they just get in the book and allow the Holy Spirit to do for them what they cannot do for themselves, then they will realize the whole pie is theirs and God will do the dividing on their behalf. May the Lord bless all of his people. In Jesus' name, amen.